Hey there, welcome to a brand new podcast called Jacob and Travis Make a Podcast. I'm here with Travis. That's me. And then, of course, my name is Jacob. And uh, as the title says, we are uh, making a podcast. And it's going to be great, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, with this podcast, our ideas are more of like a uh, social and cultural type of podcast where it's more of... Our reactions to things and us talking about things other than, you know, uh, I should say, other than the other podcasts that I'm associated on, which is just us fucking around. Yeah. I mean, I'm not not saying this is going to be, like, strictly business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But. but Yeah. (laughs) What? Cracked my back and I might have broke my chair. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, can you still feel your toes? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then we're good. All right, so the first thing that we wanted to, to touch on with this podcast, going in fucking big, big swinging dick today for our first podcast, is the, uh, is the Israel-Palestine conflict that just exploded out of nowhere. Right. It's this huge thing where it's like, it might be a full-scale war. Like, we'll have to see what happens, I guess. Well, like, the last thing that I read, it was, like, the other morning, I think it was, like, Wednesday or Thursday morning and stuff. Like, it said that uh, in Hebrew and Israel, fighting Mm. broke out in the streets after another round of rockets were sent out. Yeah. And it was just like, what in the fuck is going on over there? Yeah, dude. Like, uh... Oh, I can't remember who said it here. Hold on. I think I have this in my notes. Alright. While you're looking there, like, I found an article here for the New York Times that says, After years of quiet, Israel-Palestine conflict exploded. Why now? And it's done by Patrick Kingsley. And basically stating in there, like, they don't know why. Like, it should, what should have exploded it off the first time was when uh, former President Donald Trump stated that uh, Jerusalem was the uh, capital of Israel. Right. Even- yeah, and, it, and, and it's, 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 it's just such an insane situation. Because, like, I mean, obviously, like, Jerusalem has, like, huge religious, you know, ties to you know like uh like islam judaism and christianity so and i mean like obviously like there's been issues with like this region like over religion uh for for fucking ever you know yeah well it's like okay so when i was like listening to former president barack obama's book a promised land he stated that jerusalem isn't even supposed to be the capital city of right. um, of Israel, it was when it was first created back in the forties when Israel's state was created by the British. It was supposed to be like Berlin after World War Two, to where it was supposed to be governed by the world. Yeah, because even back in the forties, like everyone knew, like okay, we have three major religions. I call this place a holy site. We we need to be careful with that. Right. Yeah, like to 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 give any like any one religion you know like uh like power over that one like city would be like huge implications 
and you know obviously would have issues that we're seeing right now <laughs> like where there's just insane amounts of fighting what blows yeah. what blows my mind was the fact that I was watching a vice news report and I can't tell you the name of the report off the top of my head or anything like that but this the reporter she was standing on top of a building with another person and I think it was someone who was a guide there or something for like tourists or maybe a city official or something like that. And he pointed out, he's like, you see that Golden Dome over there? That's the mosque that they believe that um, that Muhammad went up to heaven from Islam. And then he points over there and he goes, that's where they believe Abraham ta- was talked to by God. And then he goes, and that's the hill that they believe Jesus was crucified on. Literally all within a block of each other. Yeah, just absolutely crazy. I mean, and you would think... Being a holy site for all three of, like, you know, the top three major religions, uh, that it would be, like, a peaceful place. <laughs> like, I mean, you like you would think so. Just because, like, especially with all the, like, uh, with all the, like, very important, um, like, buildings and structures, you know, that, like... Each each side, you know, like Islam, Judaism, Christianity, like like would want to protect such a site, but then you obviously like you have people just like tossing rockets, you know, especially from Gaza, and then obviously Israel back over into Gaza. It's just I don't know. It's just it blows my mind that over like religion, like such violence could come. Yeah. Well. I can also understand, like, the non-religion type of reasons why people are fighting, too. Because, like, I could understand Palestine's anger that these people who have lived in the area that is Israel for millennia, like, their families have been there since they migrated out of Africa, you know? Right. Then they were pushed out by the British who said, oh, this has to be a land for the Jews, and I could see their anger going, what, this is where we lived for thousands of years. What are you doing? Right. I, I can I understand. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. No, you go. <laughs> um, I can understand these people's anger for that. And I can feel like for when Israel keeps on sending out all these people to, like, colonize the hillsides and go out. And I, I can't think of the word for it. When you, like, go out and, like, live somewhere to, like, spread. You know how, like, manifest destiny and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I can't yep. think of that word. Like, the one word that just gets it perfectly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like manifest destiny, like, to use it in, like, American terms is a pretty good idea. It's like, oh, this land belongs to us. Anybody that might still, that might be living on that land, it's like, sorry, it's ours. Good luck. You know, you're out of here. Yeah, and it's... I mean, it's like, obviously that's not right at all. No, not whatsoever. And especially for the people who live in the countryside who are extremely poor and just having these rich families move in there and, like, one, they're just bringing up the prices of these land way too much, buying it from them for dirt cheap, or just kicking them off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can really understand that to where it's one of those things to where it's like, the world needs to come together and tell Israel to fucking stop. Right. I understand Israel has nuclear weapons and they're one of our best allies in the Middle East. 
But uh, there, there's some point in which we have to step in and tell our allies, enough is enough. Right. Because I mean, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And it's just, uh, that's probably one of the most frustrating things for me, is that, uh, like, like obviously, like, the U.S. and Israel are, are such tight allies. But it's like, but at the same time, it's like, like, you, you can't, you, you can't subjugate or like like how how could the US support you know like the Palestinians being treated like that like it's just i don't know but then i guess like obviously we did it with native americans so it's not like the US government has ever cared about something like that yeah but, well and then and, and, well, yeah. yeah go ahead it's like and then and then for them to you know I mean, like, obviously, they're not helping Israel fight. They're like the U.S. right now is trying to help, like, calm the calm the tensions. But it's just like I don't know. It's it's an absolutely insane situation. Like for, from from this uh, article that I that I was looking at, it was from uh, what is it? The New York Times. Um, like so far within the last week, like, like since since the violence has recently erupted uh it's like been over like 500 like civ- civilian casualties like on like in combination from both sides both in giza and from israel and uh yeah and i like and from what i can tell from what i'm reading here it doesn't seem like it's gonna stop anytime soon like one of them like one of the sides are gonna have to you know agree to calm down or to try to resolve the situation and I don't know. It's just being that it's been a fight for so long. Uh, I don't know. I like. I don't. I don't see it slowing down necessarily soon. I hope it does. I yeah. Like, I don't think it will because uh, I feel like this could break the Middle East out into a whole entire war. Because like okay, so we're we're leaving Afghanistan, which is already on a uh, fine edge, and which then mm-hmm. that could just give radicalization to take over the country again. But then we right. have, like, Iraq, which is also very unstable ever since we got rid of uh, Saddam Hussein. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, America. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, 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 the man was a terrible person, I agree, but it's just like, it's like, d- d- do the, does the end justify the means? It's like, we, it's like, yeah, we, we got rid of him, but then it's like, it created this whole, like, a political up. Like not uprising, I can't, I'm not sure the word I'm trying to think of. A power vacuum. Exactly, where it's like, okay, well now it's a huge fight between like all these, you know, political belief systems, whatever, to like take power, and I don't know. It's the the Middle East is just a shit show, and I know that America had a huge hand in that. Yeah, well, it's like too. It's like the one thing is is like Saddam Hussein. Yeah, he started attacking. Kuwait back in the 90s and it's like okay it's fine for us to protect Kuwait one of our mm-hmm. biggest suppliers of oil and an ally and it's like he, he backed off he was like alright fine but it's like one of those things where it's like he did bring stability to the region you know right even though like he, he was an oppressive leader who was the minority you know he was a minority Sunni who was controlling a uh, large majority of well he was Shiite controlling a large majority of Sunni Muslims and it's Mm -hmm. but it's like he was he did bring stability to the area 
Right. And, and then... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. And, and then you have to wonder, it's like, is it... Is it better off now than it was? It's like, is the is the loss of life less now than when he was in power? Because I don't know. I don't know if you know. Uh, I don't know what whatsoever what it is, but it's like to it's like I know the if if war were to fully break out against Palestine and Israel, I know what's probably going to happen is Iraq will probably stay neutral because they just. At this point, it's just so unstable, and the U.S. still has such a large presence in the country. No yeah. one would be dumb enough to, like, try to, like, back anyone. But I think immediately you would have Iran and Syria backing Palestine. But then yeah. what would Saudi Arabia do? Because Saudi Arabia is just such a confusing, like, a... Uh, like a wild card, just a confusing wild card, because yeah, they are a Shiite. Um, they're a Shiite country that is um. God, what's the name of it? Monarchy, and so mm-hmm. they have a majority Muslim population, but they're such big allies with the Americans. Would they then back Israel, or would they back Palestine? Like, what what would happen then? I don't. Know. That's that's an excellent question. Yeah, like just because, like, 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 like you said, it's like, like they, they, they're, they're gonna want to, you know, remain friend, remain friends with America, obviously, or the U.S. Just because, like, especially with like oil, you know, I would assume, it's like obviously they wouldn't want any like sanctions against them or like, you know, uh, put a damper on relations in that sense. Um. My, one thing that I would be really curious about is uh, Russia. Do you think that they would like care at all? Would they get involved? I think. If, and then if okay. if they would, uh, do do you think that they would support, you know, the the, Palans, the Palestines, or 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 would they, you know, try to support Israel? I think they would probably because they're allies with Iran. I think yeah. they would back Palestine, but I think that um, Putin would see his opportunity. And while the world world is looking at the conflict between Israel and Palestine and watching the bloody gory fighting there, they're going to go in and they're going to take their opportunity and try to overtake Ukraine and absorb it into the Russian Empire. Yeah. And which, I, could, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, in which I know Biden said that we would back Ukraine no matter what. And especially if Ukraine can get together, get their parliament together, and vote to be a part of NATO, then, oh my God, that, that would turn into another world war because you'd have Israel and Palestine getting the whole Middle East into a goddamn fight. And then if Ukraine becomes NATO, then all the NATO nations, so all the basically all the European nations and all the uh, Western nations, the North, upper North American nations, will immediately just break out into fighting against Russia. Yeah. And then China could maybe see their opportunity because they want to take claim to the South China Sea, which all these other countries have claimed to, and probably start island hopping there, which is going to terrify Japan and South Korea. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't get that far. Like, I know there's a lot of countries that are already trying to, like, you know, calm the waters between... Israel and uh, the 
uh, Gaza, uh, like Palestines. So I mean, we'll 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 see what happens. Yeah, like it's just, I don't know. I I I, re- I just really hope that something gets resolved very soon. Now, it feels like the whole world has gone to another Cold War. Like, we've come out of COVID and immediately went into a Cold War again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, although, like, I know India has, like, they're, they're getting rocked with, uh, like, a COVID right now. Oh, yeah. They, like, I don't know if you've heard at all about that. Yeah, their, their medical system basically has collapsed. What everyone was afraid was going to happen in the United States and in Europe. Mm-hmm. And in which I want to look at the people who are basically, who are COVID deniers, like, oh, you know, this 99% survival rate, and be like, that's what we were afraid of, motherfucker. That's why we shut right. everything down and told people to stay home. Right. You have thousands of people getting sick daily, people dying because there's not enough ventilators, not enough beds. Yeah, like, like what I'm seeing right now, uh, total cases in India is uh, 24.4 million and a total of 266,000 deaths uh, as of seven hours ago <laughs> of this recording. God dang, yeah. So, like, well, I will state that the recording's on 5-15-2021. Yeah. You know, that way people know. You know, if someone does listen to this later on, they would know that, yeah, this was May 15th. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like... I don't know, yeah, like... No. Like, and then, like, India and China got on in at it during 2020. Mm-hmm. To where, like, I know a little bit of fighting broke out where China killed some Indian soldiers and stuff all over... You know, borders in the mountains. And I'm just like, when I read that and everything, and it's like, it's so confusing. Why is it that, like, China wants to move these borders in the mountains? Like, what are they seeing in it? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why either, because, like, I know, like, majority of their populations are in their, you know, population centers, like, their major cities. Like, you, you get out farther, like, uh, west and north like in china like like into the mountains and stuff and like the population like just drops like it's insane yeah so like i'm not i'm not entirely sure why they would want to do that in the first place either the only thing i could think of is like china has become buddy buddies with pakistan and pakistan and india hate each other because they used to be part of the same country when um Mm. When uh, Britain colonized them. I see. And then Britain, of course, broke them up and made India. And then they had East and West uh, Pakistan, which East Pakistan won their freedom in a bloody civil war. And they're now Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know if this is like China's like way of showing like Pakistan that they're like, they're willing to support them in a war or something. If Pakistan really wanted to go into war, especially over the the Kashmir area, which is like, I think if I remember right, is a uh, valley, really huge valley right outside of the Himalayas. It's really good farmland, but it's historically been 
a Muslim area there. Right. And I think, like, India, do, India does control it right now. I think Pakistan wants it back really bad. I see. Yeah. Which India is a confusing place to think about it because India holds, like, every major religion in their country and they are majority ruled by Hindus. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know that they had such a, a um oh what's the word S- such a strong representation of all the major uh, religions. Yeah, it's just it's really kind of confusing. I think it's just I don't know if most people just like if the government does like a good enough job of staying secular that most people feel like they're comfortable that they could practice their religions. Right. Which, I'm going to say this now, with, I know I'm going to alienate some viewers, but, uh, like, the <laughs> fucking GOP deciding to become more and more non-secular, being like, oh, we're a Christian nation, it's like, fuck you, dude, in our constitution, it gives everyone the protection to their freedom of religion. Right, exactly. Uh, or lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they so choose. Because, like, I know, I know you know this, but viewers don't, is that I, I am a self-proclaimed atheist. Don't believe in any religion or anything like that. But it's, like, at the same time, it really angers me when I see, like, Christians and stuff getting angry, or any religion getting angry, and especially the, the religion that everyone hates on because of the radicalization, you know, Islam. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it bothers me when, like, people try to break up their praying sessions. You know? Right. And it's like, God, it's like, just leave the people alone. Let them do what they want to do. Exactly. And, I mean, like, I know especially, like, in the like, turn of the century, like, early 2000s, especially after, you know, like, 9-11, that, that there was a, a lot of, uh, of hate towards Muslims or anybody in the, you know, Islamic religion. And it's just like, you have to understand that it is the same type of situation as, like, Christianity and, like, the, uh, the uh oh, what's it called? Yeah, it's, it's something like that. Like, like the people that are actually doing harm are, like, uh, radicalized subsets of these religions. Like, no, no religion is strictly evil. Like I mean, like you could look at Christianity and look at like you know the first, like like the 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 first testament, or like the oh what is it? Or is it the first and second? Uh, the first what? one There's... is shared with uh, Judaism. The second one has Jesus in it, which is solely Christianity. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, like you you can look in the first testament and see like there's a lot of violence in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? there is. It's like that like that there's a lot of like, like that. Like you have to repent for your sins. You must suffer. You know, like there's all sorts of stuff like that. And like, and and there's a lot of Christian groups that like hold on to that. And it's like, and it almost becomes like like violent in and of themselves. I mean, like I, I guess this might be pretty uh, uh, pretty brazen to say, but it's just like if you look at the Second Testament, it's like especially the whole teachings of Jesus. Because like I was I, I was raised Catholic. I, I would I would consider myself atheist anymore, but like a like like if you if you look at the Second Testament, you know, 
like like the whole teachings of Jesus of Jesus is you know like love thy neighbors, you know it's like have compassion, love, and you know patience, understanding. Yeah, because it's like if you as, go solely off of the Old Testament, it's like, yeah, have you killed your wife today? Have you stoned her for wearing two different types of fabrics? Exactly, and it's just. I don't know. It's like people. I don't know, and and that's one of my biggest like uh, issues with with Christianity specifically, just because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Uh, it's just like people can focus, or like even like religious like subsects uh, focus way too much on any one given thing, and they lose the picture of the whole. Yeah, like, you know, with people hating on anyone who's homosexual. Yeah, exactly. When, like, when, like, um, there are, like, biblical scholars who have gone through and went, yeah, this was an accidental change of what it was. So it was, like, you know, so it was first translated from Hebrew to Greek, from Greek to Latin, <clears throat> Latin to German, German to English. And in yeah. there... It got changed from all these scholars who said, yeah, it is not because the word for when it says thou should not lay with another man got confused because in Hebrew, man and boy is the same word. Mm -hmm. So a lot of scholars are thinking that it's supposed to be thou should not lay with another, thou, thou should not lay with a boy as thou lays with a woman, basically saying don't be a fucking pedophile. Right. Just don't fuck kids and you'll yeah. be fine. But then of course, like these mistranslations and then people are like, I gotta grab onto that and hate on anyone who's homosexual and it's like there's such a small group of people, just leave them the fuck alone. What are they gonna do to you? Right. What is yeah. the gay agenda? To give us good like clothing? <laughs> right. Like Yeah, no, I I I totally hear what you're saying and I absolutely agree. Yeah. One of these days, I, I was saying I would like to take, get the Quran and find a version in English and read, like, what it is, you know, what it states in there. Right. So it's a like, cool. it, it, it'd be very interesting to see the, uh, the similarities between the uh, Quran and the, the Bible. Just because, to my understanding, because I've never read the Quran myself. But to my understanding, it is uh, fairly similar, obviously, with uh, different focuses. But. Yeah, yeah, like, I know one, this was from a Vice News, where a guy was like, <laughs> the segments are called Balls Deep. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> and a guy was with a, uh, with a uh, Muslim family in the Detroit area in Michigan for Ramadan, for the whole month of Ramadan. And they were, mm -hmm. um, and of course he was doing all their practices and everything like that, fasting during the day, going to, going to do the mosque, church, I, I guess you could call it church, um, on, I think, Wednesdays, and then I think it was Saturdays they went, instead of Sundays, and, uh, but one yeah. of the guys was telling him was, they were supposed, why, the because he asked, why do we do five prayers a day, and he goes, oh, God originally wanted to do 50 but then Abraham, you know, the same guy from Christian and Judaism, talked to God for uh, Muhammad and said, hey, God, 50 is a little too much. And God was like, yeah, you're right. We'll kick it down to five, but each one counts as ten. Oh, okay. 
So it's like all these religions are connected in like all these ways. I just guess people have lost sight of that over the years. Right. These and it's like, especially it's especially funny just because it's like like they think of it like so like assuming there is a god and you know and he sees his children like if we're looking at it i i i guess i'm going to look at it from like the the catholic point of view where it's like we are all the children of god right we're all created in his image and uh he's like watching what we're doing and we all have pretty much the same idea of god was just the difference is the way we uh like, like the the way we praise him is the big difference you know yeah and it's like it, it's like having it's like having three children fighting over it's like well no uh, dad loves me more <laughs> yeah it's, it's like what it is yeah it's like no but i like like uh he, he like he likes me more because i mow the lawn it's like oh yeah well i do the dishes <laughs> it's like well i do his laundry yeah it's like no it's like you, i don't know it's it's incredibly frustrating to me it, it's it's one of the reasons why i kind of skipped out on the whole religion thing yeah it's you know it is it is three cults that span from one cult is basically <laughs> pretty much that that that's that's my take on it. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of cults, our own little cult that we have going with uh with AMC. Yeah. And yeah, uh, <laughs> to, to the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apes strung together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I I know as of a uh, as of Friday, so that would have been the fourteenth. May fourteenth, uh, closed at twelve ninety eight, twelve dollars and ninety eight cents. Um, I know quite a few people were very disappointed that it didn't hit the thirteen oh one, like you know, like thirteen oh one battle. Like we ended up losing that, but I know since we closed at over twelve fifty, there were uh, like I believe right around a hundred thousand shares uh, to be like called back. It was. I thought it was a hundred million that they would either. Was have it a hundred million? Yeah, like it was an insane amount. To where either they had to, either they were forcibly bought them, or they forcibly, of course, had to pay at that price. Right. For each share. And I'm just thinking, like, let's see here. I don't know if I can go through Reddit real quick and see it. What the original post was. Yeah, here, I'll take a look, too. Because one thing I do want to bring up is, like, the one thing with Reddit that really sucks is the fact that this subreddit, when I joined, I don't know when you joined, when I joined, there were only 12,000 people on there. And now there's 168,000 people on there. And it's like, how much of this information is actually, like, truthful that I can trust? Right. I mean, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why it's so important to, you know, like cross check your information, uh, either with multiple posts, it'd probably be better to, uh, double check the information from, from reliable sources other than just random people. 
Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty gung ho. I'm I, I'm I'm literally like a crayon eating fucking dumbass. So I, I I never do any of my own like DD or due diligence. Uh, I just kind of go with the flow from what I'm reading overall. Um, in the AMC stock subreddit, but yeah, no. If if you're smarter than I am, uh, do your own work. Look it up if you're interested. Uh, and see if it's something that you want to try. Yeah. Um, yeah, just scrolling through here, I can't find anything on it, but let's just say it was a hundred something. It was a large number with a hundred something. Yes. I, I really want to say it was a hundred thousand, but I, I could be wrong. See, I thought it was a hundred million, but it could be a hundred thousand. I could just be like, cause you know, every time you, you remember something, you're remembering the last time you remembered it and of right. course some information can easily be uh, added or lost in that yeah that happens but it's like you know when first getting into I know we talked about this at work I was really skeptical that AMC could ever reach a hundred thousand yeah What's I mean like I, 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 I had totally like disregarded the stock until probably like early to mid April. And then that's when I started looking into it more. And, uh, like it wasn't until then I originally, I've only bought two, two shares. I believe it was at like around $8 and 50 cents at the time. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean like I'll throw a little bit of cash at it see what happens. But you know, like since I've been reading up about it, uh, looking at other people's, you know, good research. I've, I've since I've been all in. Like, like all my investing money has gone in. Right now, I'm sitting at 53 shares, uh, crossing my fingers and shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like okay. So of course, you know, I was like, yeah, most stocks don't ever get to a hundred thousand. That's super hard for it. Super hard for. It. And then when the report came out that there are 3.2 million people. Yeah. Regular. They're 3.2. Yeah, retail investors. Yeah. It's it that's insane. And I merely sat there and went, Oh, this is possible. Yeah. And absolutely. Like, that has gotten me excited. I wish I had more money. I don't. I'm completely fat flat fucking broke. But I, I do <laughs> own at least I guess you could technically say I own hundred and five shares because of my one option. Mm-hmm. But I only own like five regular shares of AMC. But right. I would love to put like I would love to drop a thousand dollars on AMC right now. I mean, I I would if I could. Because I wonder if on Monday, if that call back is that is that when the short squeeze is going to start happening? Because it's like okay, yeah, we got these jumps ups, but as I was reading, you know, people were saying that's not the short squeeze. That's absolutely never going to be the short squeeze. Don't believe anyone who says it. Because the short squeeze goes up by hundreds of percents in a day. Mm-hmm. Not like a little, like, oh, we went up 2%. It's like, no, that's not the short squeeze. Don't worry. Don't worry. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and, and that's something that, that I've been seeing a lot, uh, especially on the AMC stock subreddit, is uh, people saying it's like, oh, no, like, like the, the squeeze, the squeeze isn't happening until we're hitting at least triple digits. 
you know, like like if it's if it's not in the hundred dollars range, the, the squeeze hasn't even started yet. Yeah, and it's like I could really see that squeeze happening. I know like Adam Aaron is pretty. Um, I, I should say his name correctly on this podcast. Adam Aaron. I always call him Adam Aaron because my friend, she was a district manager, uh, no, a uh, general manager at an AMC movie theater, and she always called him uh, our Lord and Savior, Adam Aaron, as a yeah. joke. So, like, I've always just called CEO Adam Aaron from that. But, um, but he's excited for it, too, because that's given him so much capital. And I think, too, because yeah. everyone in the subreddit is like, yeah, let's make all this money. Let's stick at the fucking Citadel. But everyone else is like, we love movies. We want movie theaters to come back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like if you think about it, like the like movie theaters is its whole experience. Like, it's not just about the movie. It's it's. I don't know. Like for for me, I guess it's like I, like like back when I was still dating. Obviously, like I'm married right now. But like uh, like like whenever I would go on a date, like. Dinner and a movie. That was always my thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, catch something good. And it's like, and not only that, but it's like, especially if you get to like, to like a really good movie, like movie theater, where you get like really good food, you get reclining seats, like that is just a whole experience of its of its own that you just wouldn't be able to get at home. And I feel like that that's something that's just never going to go away. You yeah. know? Well, I'm kind of disappointed with AMC because I've been to some really good AMC theaters down in Florida. Really good ones. Really nice ones. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the AMC that they had here in that shitty, in the shitty hotel, hotel, fuck me, in the shitty mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the the Carmike, which is like a, a subsidiary of AMC, from my understanding. Yeah, but Carmike is like dead, and so AMC moved in there. Yeah. And like, oh, did like, they put an AMC in there now? Oh, it's closed again. Oh. Because <laughs> it's like, one, you're in such a shitty location. You're up north and you're competing with the uh, the local large one, a grand theater. Right. And it's like... Yeah. And they never, like, did any, like, work on it. They never, like, updated carpeting, didn't update the walls, didn't update the seats, didn't update the screens, didn't update the projectors. And it's like, I know they, they were like, this is going to be, like, a low-budget AMC Classics, how AMC used to be, but it's like... I want mm-hmm. some good theaters. I want some really good ones. And the, right. nice, the nice part about AMC theaters is if I wanted to, I could get alcohol if I wanted to. I get popcorn. Right. I get a pizza if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of the experience. I think that's part of the, one of the major experiences of going to the movies is the fact that you walk in and you immediately smell that artificial butter. <laughs> yep. That that butter flavored oil that they put over the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, dude. One of my favorite memories of like when me and my wife were dating. We were living in Fargo, and uh, actually, no, I think this is after we moved out of Fargo. Uh, we went to we went to a movie at this. Uh, it wasn't an AMC. I can't remember what it was called anymore. But it was like one of my one of my favorite things about it is that like they had like a full menu of like food that you could get and i've i had never been to a movie theater with something like that up to that point and and they and they had like seats that reclined back they were like reclining chairs oh my god it was like one of my favorite experiences of my life like i i would i would love to see 
I, I would love to see uh, like that kind of experience in an AMC theater. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I'm losing my damn train of thought here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Zayo. Oh, so like, so with like the date thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember one time I brought this one gal out on a date. Of course, obviously I'm single, so I never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is that you tried. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I brought her out Valentine's Day to Deadpool. Oh yeah. I can tell things weren't gonna work because I had more fun at the movies watching Deadpool than she did. Yeah. And that was a packed fucking theater. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, well, that was that that was release day, right? I think it released on yeah. Valentine's Day. On Valentine's yeah. Day. There were people sitting on, like, the stairs. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it was such a huge movie release. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I remember there was, like, a whole, a whole thing. Or be, being that Deadpool was an R-rated movie. There, there was a lot of worry. It's like, it's like, well, are, are they going to get the numbers? You know, like, because obviously it's a, like based off a comic book, and typically with any comic book based like movies, they want to keep that to it, like at least a PG thirteen, just so it's like you have a a, a wider audience, uh, who, who can come watch the movie then. Yeah. So like, I remember that was like a huge deal, and uh, I'm so happy that they kept it with the R rating. It's such a great movie. It oh, wouldn't yeah. have been the same without it, you know? Well, if it wasn't for Deadpool blazing the trail for an R-rated movie, we would have never gotten Logan. You know, yeah. Deadpool's the comedy. It's the fun one, you know? But, like, Logan was, like... It was like an indie film disguised as a comic book movie. Oh, yeah. I personally have never seen Logan. Oh, you haven't? I have not. I, I, I wish I had, because I've only heard great things about it. It is such, it is a really good movie. I've watched it both in its colored version and its black and white version. I think I actually prefer the black and white version more. Oh, really? Yeah. It just... I, it, I suppose it just kind of sets that atmosphere. It does. And I say it's like it's like an indie film because you're just watching life unfold. Like, I understand, like, like you understand, like, this is a comic book movie. It's based off an actual comic of how Wolverine died and everything like that. But it's like the right. way that they present it is like you're just watching like the logical conclusions to everything unfold, as you would in an indie film. An indie film is just watching life unfold on the big screen. Right. So uh, I'll be right back real quick. Okay. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's one of those things that, like, that movie needed to happen, Logan needed to happen, because they were like, okay, yeah, Deadpool is successful, and then director saw, and screenwriter saw, they were like, oh, I can make a thoughtful superhero movie that is R-rated, and it will have people watch it. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, I like I can I can I can use these characters uh with for like adult themes and it will do well. And obviously, 
obviously you can. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think what helps that the most is like you have so many people say like our age or even older, like anywhere between like their like twenties and forties that grew up with these characters. Like even like way back in the seventies, you still had like uh, you had the Justice League, you had um, you know like like the like Marvel Avengers. So it's like like the, these characters, you know, have been around for like for fucking ever. Oh yeah. So it's like like you have that large, you know, like adult base for the, for these like for these characters that are ready for something uh, you know, more serious or like more dirty <laughs> like Deadpool. Yeah. I would actually argue that there's more of an adult fan base than children. I I wouldn't doubt it. Cuz it's like, okay, yeah, you bring a kid to a Marvel movie, Basically, they're there just to watch the explosions and the flashy lights. Right. It's like, yeah, that that's the part that's going to keep the kid entertained, you know? I don't know. That's like most films, though, is like, they just do that to keep the kid entertained. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, and it's funny because there's so many family movies, you know, that, that try to appeal to all ages. So like you have the you have the easily accessible like overall uh, story, which are accessible to kids. See, uh, <laughs> sorry. I was gonna say, see, some of those movies I hate. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are annoying, but Pixar fucking a can Pixar make a damn good movie. There, there has not been a Pixar movie where at least the ending has made me choke up a little bit. Right, like, I hear you. Where it's like watching Soul and everything like that, and it's like I'm kind of choking up, and I'm like, I realize I'm in my own house. But like, don't cry, don't do it. You're a man. <laughs> <laughs> in my own apartment, there's no one else here. But it's like, oh god damn it, movies make me feel things. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the the only movie that I would say is like, uh, from from Pixar that I would say is a dog shit movie. Is uh, The Good Dinosaur? I don't know if you've seen oh, that. No, I have not seen it because I immediately saw the trailers and was like, that's not my Pixar. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like, it, it's it's about the only Pixar movie that I've ever seen where it's just like, yeah, I don't think so. Well, it's like, Pixar never even talks about it anyways. They, they're like, they're like, yeah, that happened. Kick it off to the side, don't talk about it ever again. Someone's like, what's that one? Like, we don't talk about it. Right. Oh, oh, that's the redheaded stepchild. We yeah. uh, we we put that in the closet. It's like Lion King. What's that dark area over there? It's the good dinosaur. You don't go over there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, here, but yeah, dude. Um, I have a I have a buddy uh that I was supposed to shoot pool with. Like here pretty soon. I actually was supposed to meet him at seven. <laughs> I, I I put it off until seven thirty. Oh, okay. but I think I should be get going here pretty soon. I feel like I feel like that was pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this has been pretty good. You know, it's been over about forty five minutes. I personally like to have longer podcasts, but that's just my personal right. opinion. But I think yeah, forty five minutes to an hour to maybe an hour and a half is like perfect for our type of podcast. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, I don't know if you want to do like a quick 
like a like a, a bit of a sign off before I go to just just to make editing a little easier. Oh, I usually don't like do anything like that. Yeah. I, well, we have to figure out one of these times to make it like an intro. Music. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure something out with that. Yeah. Which, we can do that. And then, like, I always have... So on NSFW Podcast, I have an outro, like, music mm-hmm. and stuff. But I, like, don't have any talking over it or anything like that. I should just right. do what Audible does when you just, like, when it gets done. Just, like, have it in and just be like... This has been a viewing of Jacob and Travis make a podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, alright man, well, I'll stop this.